The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. We welcome you back to another Medjugor uh, Medjugorje show with our host, a friend of Medjugorje. It's a tongue twister, huh? <laughs> well, we're progressing, progressing down the road toward the fulfillment of Our Lady's coming. And it's still amazing to me how many people don't grasp the physical realities. I think there's few people that don't deny that there's something up, there's something wrong. But probably what's the most amazing thing is is how few people have any solutions. And even the decisions they're making, the solutions they're trying to make, or what they're exploring to find out which way they need to go, is unsure. So there's nowhere to anchor today. There's no stable place. It's just like a ship on the side of the shore. Rock is can't go into land inland and they just anchor the best place they can only to shipwreck rock that's nearby. These things are unseen, and there's many unseen things in the economy right now and the culture 
and society at large. But the one thing we can anchor to is all these messages. It's the sure way. We don't have to know the outcome. We have to know what we need to do, dear children, today. Today, I want you to do this. Children don't have to know where they're going when the mother puts them in a car and takes them somewhere. And as little children, they don't even ask. So as ladies, she's going to take us someplace, to a different place, a different way, a different culture, a different society. And because we can't see, and we might have a lot of questions, or we want to do it ourselves, or this is what we want to do, this is how we want to do it, our lady says, you're getting in the way. Quit messing with my plan. Quit messing with the messages. You surrender your problems to me. That don't mean you don't do anything. A baby gets fed, but the baby's got to swallow. So we are to do something. When we surrender, we don't mean just, okay, we'll gag on everything our lady gives us. We have to act on some corporation with our lady. But as far as being the driver force, the driving force of our direction, surrender that to her. Surrender all your problems to me, our lady says. And so it is with salvation the same way. People say, oh, Jesus died for me. I'm okay now. You got to accept the cross. You got to accept what he died for. It's still collaborative. It's still up to me to accept his path of salvation. So our lady comes and brings us and says that she wants us to be happy in this life. And she wants to bring us to a path of salvation eternally. But again, that's how we respond here on earth, to get there eternally. And to be good and be connected with God is to have peace and to have love. And that puts contentment in one's life. So we begin to understand what our lady said, that those who live the messages begin to live heaven on earth. And you won't feel the passage from this way to the next. We're supposed to be in that way. No matter what happens, we have peace. There's a lot of reasons to be unpeaceful these days. A lot of things to salt and peace. Yvonne just get a message, an incredible message. I don't think we have it in the studio right now, but needs to be looked up. You can look it up on Mejigori.com about peace. I've come to you as the queen of peace. I call myself that. I want to give you this peace. Pray for peace, peace. And so this is a big thing to have in the future because if you have peace, you have God. So what does that mean for us? That there's physical realities in the world today that we have to look at and make decisions about. We can't let it just go navigating on its own. Just surrender what you can't do, but what you can do, and what I've shown you to do, you do it. We are headed toward a meltdown. There's no way to avoid it. And we're headed toward a meltdown because of a moral breakdown of the cultures of the world and hatred. And Joan's story will reflect on that today. This comes from a book entitled A Nation in Crisis, The Meltdown of Money, Government, and Religion. <coughs> it was written by Larry and Chuck Bates, who are Christian uh, economists. And it's entitled Economic Armageddon. Many of those attending the private closed-door meeting in Boston the third week in November 2004, where the press were not allowed, 
We're shocked to hear the dire forecast by Stephen Roach, the chief economist of investment banking giant Morgan Stanley. An enterprising reporter, Brett Ahrens of the Boston Herald, obtained a copy of Roach's presentation. According to the Boston Herald story, Roach's prediction is that America has no better than a 10% chance of avoiding economic Armageddon. Roach sees a 30% chance of a slump soon and a 60% chance that will muddle through for a while and delay the eventual Armageddon. The chance will get through okay, 1 in 10, maybe. How does Roach come to this dire conclusion? He argues that America's record trade deficit means the dollar will keep falling and to keep foreigners buying our debt and to prevent skyrocketing inflation, the Federal Reserve will be forced to raise interest rates higher and faster than planned. Those U.S. consumers who are laden with consumer debt and adjustable rate mortgages will get hammered. Roach apparently used some very alarming facts to support his forecast. Among those cited by the Boston Herald were, one, to finance its current account deficit or trade deficit with the rest of the world, America must import $2.6 billion in cash every working day. Two, the above figure is an amazing 80% of the entire world's net savings. Three, this massive borrowing is sustainable. Four, U.S. household debt is at record levels. Five, 20 years ago, the total debt of U.S. households was equal to half the size of the economy. Today, the figure is 85%. Six, nearly half of new mortgage borrowing is at adjustable interest rates leaving borrowers much more vulnerable to, hike, to, to rate hikes. Seven, Americans are already spending a record share of disposable income just to pay interest on debt, and interest rates haven't even risen much yet. Roach concluded that a spectacular wave of bankruptcies is possible. With our debt-based economy and debt-based monetary system, we have created a debt bubble of record proportions. There are only two possible scenarios. Number one, massive widespread default, perhaps even taking down the U.S. banking system. Or number two, massive creation, printing of money and credit, and the Federal Reserve deliberately letting the dollar fall and inflation rise, thereby allowing these debtors to pay off their debts with depreciated dollars. Scenario number two is the only option that will prevent a massive collapse of financial institutions. This scenario will, however, cause the collapse of the value of your loanership assets, such as currency, bank accounts, CDs, bonds, and annuities. Not pleasant choices, are they? Simply put, number one, raise interest rates, defend the dollar, and you collapse the economy through massive default and bankruptcies. Or, number two, let the dollar collapse by creating and printing more money and credit, and everyone holding paper loanership asset assets 
gets wiped out in terms of depreciated dollar values of their holdings. Never lose sight of this one fact. In periods of economic downturn, uncertainty, or outright economic collapse, wealth is not destroyed. It is simply transferred. Money that has value is the transfer agent. My friends, we find ourselves in a serious economic mess. Serious as a heart attack. Economic risk is the least understood and most potentially devastating of all risk. As Thomas Sowell said in his townhall.com column, Poverty and the Left, quote, Leftists seeking political power show remarkably little interest in the creation of wealth, which has raised living standards for the poor, as compared to their obsession with redistribution, which has not. A 10% chance, that was in 2004 written, mm-hmm. is that correct? Yes. Well, we see now, we know it's more less than 10%. <clears throat> we, it's a guarantee. It just can't not be otherwise. And what we can speak so confidently is that the fact that it already comes to the world when things are in a serious situation. We're headed toward a perfect storm, the combination of things converging together that's unavoidable. At the same time, very needed. You can say a gift because this will draw us closer to God. The message our lady said the other night, actually it's Friday night, our lady says, Dear children, I came to you and introduced myself as the Queen of Peace. Because my son sends me, I desire to help you, dear children, to help you have peace. But so many times I've said to you, I repeated to all of you, my children, I need you, dear children. With you, I can realize peace. Therefore, also today, I call you to pray for peace. Pray for peace in the world. Pray for peace in the family. Return prayer into your families and put God in the first place in your families. The mother prays together with you and intercedes for all of you before her son. Pray, pray, and persevere in prayer. Thank you also today for having responded to my call. Is that not profound? I need you, dear children. And without you, I can't realize peace. People want peaceful in their families. They want things to be right. But they don't do what all he says to do. To do. Persevere in prayer, she says. If you have a message like this, and you as parents don't do everything you can to bring this into the family, What replaces that void is strife, difficulties. It's real simple. Our lady said the whole answer to every problem we have, put God in the first place in your families. Prayer takes precedent over prayer. You've got to pray. You've got to pray with your children. You've got to teach your children to pray. You've got to witness to them, I'm going to pray. 
even though they know you're, you're worn out. And pray with the heart. But it's not just about witness. It's about reality of grace and peace descending into your home. And so our homeland is sick because we've gone toward materialism. We spend our time on the electronics and the entertainments and the glitter. And we're in trouble. What Joan got through reading a minute ago, or just got through reading, that when this collapse comes, money that has value is the value that will be transferred as a transfer agent. So money that has value is the transfer agent. What is that going to be? It's not going to be the dollar bill. It's worthless. It's not going to be anything else except what God made to be money. And that's silver. And that's gold. And, they're not, and not having the need for money. The money that has value may be just being able to get your food from your ground to your mouth. That's value. Because you don't need something intrinsically of value in and of itself. The method, the system you built works. Did you know what the best economic system that ever existed is? The southern plantations. People scoff, oh, well, that was the slave days and everything. Aside from slavery, the system economically worked. And I'm not saying because of slavery, but the way the system was. So what if you're wealthy? And what if you can't build houses for other people? And what if they do help you on that? Through your wealth, they provide the food, take care of their needs, and they met. You do it in a Christian way. You got to be innovative. You got to look at the situation. If your investment is just into money and hedge funds, what good is that? They fired the first shot, goes into some of these things, which is on the press. Hopefully, by the end of next week, the book will be finished as far as being outputted. Then, of course, you'll get it in the mail. So don't start calling us yet. But it's a complete book. Is it a big book? Yes, it's a big book. But half of it explains things. The other half is a solution. It's not a, that's why I say complete book. You have to have two books for that, two in one. So don't be intimidated by it. I didn't plan to write it the way I wrote it. That's where a lady led it to. And I can say this is a complete manual for the future and everything you need to know. Be praying for it. It sweep across this whole country. It's got the answers. And it's found in our lady's messages. Transferred into a practical form. Frank? Yeah, well, um, we're very excited about that. Many people are excited about that and asking every day. But um, I've uh, got a question today that I thought maybe you could answer the uh, spiritual side or the uh, message side, and maybe I could deal with it physically because it's kind of addressed to both of us. How do we, you know, um, put something on par with Our Lady's message as what he called financial advice? Now, you know, of course it's not financial advice, but it might have been a question somebody else asked him, and he said, what if we're wrong about... Um, the direction, or how did you know? How do we speak with such confidence 
about what we're talking about, that this is part of Our Lady's plan or part of her message. In regards to what? In regards to the Silver Miraculous Medal Round, I think specifically he was talking, he understood the message mm-hmm. and, and definitely understood the need to get out of, of that system and into a finite system created by God. But maybe someone had asked him the question that, that they had trouble with the fact that um, you're putting this together or at par with Our Lady's message and the website of Medjugorje. I think maybe he, he wanted to know how to defend that, um, to the, to the, the idea of miraculous metal round, round and Medjugorje. To the, and to the other person who was against it. Yes. Well, they're at fault. It's their own scruples. In fact, that ain't going to happen. It has a whole chapter, just scruples. And it's pretty critical of these kinds of people because their mentality is a problem, not the miraculous metal Medjugorje round or medallion. What's the problem with it? Has his wife... Or the person who asks, has she got a jury that's got a cross on it? How much did that cost? Why are they putting that on an expensive cross or a necklace? Why do that when you've got something that we know has created miracles and you've got to have the system of exchange that you can tag it with something religious that brings conversions? It's a no-brainer. And the people that have problems with this after it's explained, first of all, they start off because they have scruples. They think money's nasty. They think money's evil. They think everything to do with money is evil and wicked. And there's nowhere in the Bible that says that. The love of money makes it nasty, evil, and wicked. You don't think Jesus, who didn't never, had never sinned, Decided his whole life, I'm never going to touch silver. I'm never going to touch money. He made it. He made gold. And things of value always have evil that Satan wants to change around. Silver is a beautiful product. Gold is a beautiful, precious metal. It's intrinsic in and of itself. It's valuable. God ordained it to be that way. And you want to not sanctify it? You want to secularize it? You want to scoff and say, don't put America's medal on it? If you can't change your mentality after hearing this, I care to say nothing to you. I shake my dust, or shake your dust off my sandals. It's your scruples. Do I sound that this gets my dandruff up? It does. Because this is a stupid mentality. Thank God the man who heard it was able to see through it. But these are scruples that keeps us from going to where Ali wants us to go to. It's the message that she said every Thursday, read Matthew 6. This whole show came from that. And after somebody reads, ain't going to happen in the book, and that's the thing to give to this person. And thank God if they read it and change their mentality, but they persist in it, there's nothing else to be said to them. So that said, we don't have to defend this. Not embarrassed about it. Very few, well, there's nobody that will come out and do what we're doing with this because they say, oh, well, people are going to think this. Let them think that. Mariana said in the beginning days, but people said they were lying or they were doing this or they were doing this for money or they're doing it for drugs. And our lady says, let 
the people talk. I don't have any scruples about this. My conscience is clean. I don't have any fear of what people think about me. Our mission ain't going to happen. What Global Silver is doing through Frank, it's their problem. And they're the create, creating the problem. We're creating conversion. And we've dealt that, thought of the idea, if we've got somebody out there that's got $100,000 sitting in the bank on the American dollar, they're, they're to transfer that to what Jones' reading was. Money that has value is, trans, is the transfer agent. Then when something happens, you're going to transfer your value to something else. Those are going to be the people who have the money. The people who keep it in dollars won't have the value. Those who transfer now at this moment into a transfer agent that has value, which is silver, can do that. But why just do it secularly? Why not do two goods? Transfer the value into something that can have a religious conversion with it. And you got a problem with that? If you change your mentality, good, so be it. But if you don't, I've got a problem with that, a big problem. Okay, Frank, your answer. Well, this is a, this is a very beautiful thing, is that it, it almost seems like each of these major writings reach more people, and, and they'll appeal to more people. But now you have a book that appeals to everybody, and that's what, what someone who doesn't see, sees this needs to read and reread. It ain't going to happen. There's information from the physical side, and there's information from the spiritual side. But this is a beautiful, beautiful plan to where to anyone that can be reached by the book, you give them a book. And then a lot of people can afford it. You're talking $3.50 for a beautiful type of an ounce round that was a man's wage for the day. Nobody has ever given one back to me from any walk of life. This is a beautiful thing. They have to promise me they'll carry it with them wherever they go. And have devotion to it. Understand this is the, the story, you know, of the Christian story. This is God's mother. God had a mother. And to realize this was a man's wage for the day. To think about this. There's a website on there. So this is a way to reach so many souls. <coughs> Our Lady comes in, in 81, August 2nd, tells us a, a great struggle is about to unfold. She has a great plan for the salvation of mankind. Human souls are at stake. Then she gives us a weapon. More souls may be saved. Spread the devotion and carrying of the miraculous medal. More souls may be saved. Carrying. This is a divine plan. It's a beautiful plan. That's all I know. Physically, it's extraordinary. The physical numbers are in the book. Reread these. Go over these. Consider the math. We have a debt bubble, as was explained eight years ago in the story. A debt bubble that's going to burst. It's not sustainable. Debt to GDP, it's all nonsense. It's all a masquerade. It's all a, a fantasy. And it's going to end, and it's going to go in favor of real, tangible things. The silver market, the physical silver market, allegedly for investment is $3 billion. 100 million ounces at $30. The entire global mine supply with recyclable silver, everything, it's all, this is all in the book. Less than a billion ounces, less than $30,000, one-tenth of the size of Microsoft. All the silver that's mined in the world. The global Annual, bond, annually, annually, okay. the global bond market is eighty-two trillion dollars, and this is the people. Uh, you know, when currencies fall, the bond market's going to fall. Where is this eighty-two trillion going to go? 
Silver's been money for 5,000 years. It's got to transfer into an agent that has value. So you do the math. If only $3 billion's going in, what if $6 billion goes in? What if $60 billion goes in? What if when $600 billion goes in? So let me ask it's you a question. It's going to happen. Yeah, let me ask you, Frank, the figure question. Figure out how, how much there is. If Where Frank, it's going to go. Frank, who do if, you want on the, the side of transfer of wealth? Excuse me. Frank, if, you, if you're transferring this and you got, how much did you say, how many trillions? A minute ago? 80, $82 trillion okay, so, dollars okay, in the bond so market it, and, and the trillions in the stock market. But you if that look, goes into something of value, then what's going to make up that $82 trillion? What's, gotta, what's it got to go into in value? The price. The and, price has to go up. If you only have a billion ounces and a trillion's trying to come into it. But what, it, what would be the transfer agent? In other words, the value is going to be transferred into something that has value. It's $82 trillion, right? The demand. The increased, the increased demand, inevitably, it's going to increase every single year because but they're demand, creating but, money. But wouldn't that not go into intrinsic valued product like gold and silver? The $82 trillion? Oh, absolutely. It's going to try to come into finite resources. Absolutely. Definitively. It's going to come into finite things, but the money that, that, that's early out, because somebody's always, you know, um, starts the stampede or is ahead of the stampede, that's going, to, um, that's going to flow into these tiny, finite monetary assets. And that's, like we explained, Dave Morgan said, you know, the whole uh, financial money floating around is like the oceans. And gold is like an Olympic swimming pool, and silver is like a wading pool. So, How much is it going to take to lift this little $3 billion annual market up? So what's going to be, why is, it, why is it suppressed right now, the silver? Out of desperation, because, because people are exiting banks, and because the price is not going to slow it down. The rising price of silver is not going to slow demand down. It's going to increase demand. So an inevitable event is going to happen where it's going to go from the $3 billion to, you know, and who knows how fast and who, know, who knows how it's lasted this long. But my question is, where do you want, whose hands do you want the silver in, and what do you want on the silver? Because um, this is an opportunity that reread the book, because the new one's getting ready to come out. And I'm going to tell you, this is what you want in your parishes. You don't want it to spread anything else because you've got conversion locally. Um, people are going to be led to uh, Mets.com. This is where they're going to be fed. Conversion's going to be fed. And then where do you want the silver? Where do you want, who do you want to be in front of the, the possibly the largest transfer of wealth that's ever happened? Good, benevolent people? Catholics that are, that are commanded to corporal works of mercy? And a lady. <clears throat> a lady on the, on the round. We're out of time. More souls may be saved. This is our weapon. <laughs> How do they contact you? You can call us toll-free, 877-936-7686. You can reach us by email at globalsilverinvestors at yahoo.com. And our website is globalsilverinvestors.com. Okay, well, we're out of time. So just remember, there's going to be a transfer agent that's going to be used when things collapse. What will it be? What will you have? And why would you want something just secular? Think about these things. Reason it out. You'll receive the answer. We wish you, Our Lady. We love you. Goodbye.
The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional.